Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. God has ordained that we win and triumph again and again, always, through every situation. He didn't say we'd never have any challenges or trials, but he did confirm to us that he would cause us to win every time if we will trust him, obey him. Uh, get your Bible and something to make notes with. Come on into the class. We saved you a seat right here in the front. And uh, let's release faith together for exactly what the Lord knows we need to see and hear today. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us together ask you, agreeing together, ask you for utterance, anointing, enlightenment, revelation, uh, grace, exactly what you know we need for now, answers and direction and help, and we purpose to be doers of it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn with me again, please, in the great textbook, the Bible, to Hebrews 10 and verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. That's a quote from previous places in the scripture. One place says, The just shall live by his faith. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition or destruction, but we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Then in chapter 11 and verse 1, he, he gives the definition of faith in verse 1. And then he gives examples, living examples of faith for the next, uh, what, 39 verses almost, 40 verses in total. Um, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, uh, Isaac, Jacob, uh, Sarah, uh, Joseph, Moses, uh, Rahab. And down in verse uh, 32, he says, What shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness. And see, that word through faith can be used on every one of these phrases. That's his emphasis. Through faith they subdued kingdoms. Through faith they worked righteousness. Through faith, they obtained promises. Through faith, they stopped the mouths of lions. So we know what happened with Daniel in the lion's den, right? It wasn't just God's power. It was Daniel's faith also was a factor. Uh, quench the violence of fire. Man, that sounds like the three Hebrew children thrown in the fiery furnace, right? So we know they had faith. When they were thrown in there, they escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Uh, by, through faith, they waxed valiant in fight. Through faith, they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And so he, in the previous 30-some verses, he mentions individuals, uh, Abel and uh, Enoch and Noah and Abraham. But in verse 32, he says, what shall I more say for the time would fail me? He said, I don't have time <laughs> to tell you about all of the men and women of God that have uh, received miracles uh, 
like this. He said, for instance, uh, and then he mentions one, two, three, four, five, six in this one verse. He said, people like Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel. And then he mentions all the things that they, they did by faith. They won battles. They were able to do what was right and receive the promises of God manifested, um, shut the mouth of the, de the devourer, put out fires. Do we, do we still need to put out fires today? Escape being killed, overcome being weak, defeat the enemy, defeat death itself, even see resurrection. All of that through faith, by faith. And so in our previous studies, uh, we've, we've spent some time here in this 32nd verse because uh, in my mind, if the Bible holds up somebody to us and, say, and says, look at their faith, then I think we should take a few minutes, right, and look at their faith. What am I supposed to learn from how they believed God and trusted God? We looked at Gideon and how he, what his faith did in his life. We looked at Barak. We looked at uh, Jephthah. We looked at Samson. And um, we've already talked about David. I mean, uh, he's on the blackboard, right? <laughs> we talked about him early on. <laughs> I mean, how many understand he didn't run out there with a slingshot to face Goliath without some faith, right? Oh, man, one of the greatest faith stories around. But we're down in our study to a man called Samuel. Samuel. What can we learn about faith from Samuel? And how does Samuel's faith relate to us? Now, uh, like we've already said in times past, faith doesn't change from Old Covenant to New Covenant. Faith doesn't change because the faith we're talking about is the very faith of God Himself. Why should we live and function and operate by faith? Because that's how the Almighty Himself functions. He lives, if you will, by faith. He functions by faith. He conceives something in Himself. He believes it. And it takes shape inside him in the form of vision. And then he speaks and releases his faith through his words. That's how the planets were made. That's how the stars were made. And that's how he functions. And, he, and we are his children. Now, we are not fully developed. We're in the process of growing up and developing in these things. But we're told to be imitators of God and followers of God as dear children. Uh, and one of the biggest ways he functions is by faith. We're to learn how he does it, and he's given us all these men and women as examples, living examples of how to do it. And I like the Bible in that it doesn't portray them as flawless. <laughs> it tells you about their weak points. It tells you about their days they didn't do so good. It tells you about even their big mistakes. But here, you read about you know, any of these people, you'll find some, a number of things they didn't do right, and yet they made it in Hebrews 11 anyway, <laughs> in the great hall of fame of faith. Uh, gives us hope, right? 
Uh, and that's why, that's why he gave it to us, because he wants us to know you, you can have faith just like them. You can see miracles like they did. And so what about Samuel? What can we learn from Samuel's faith? Uh, now, there's a whole book called First Samuel. <laughs> right? <laughs> did you know about that? Go on back there. Let's go, let's go find it. Go to First Samuel. There's a whole book. I think it's 20 of that book, some 28 chapters or so. Uh, you'll find different references to this man called Samuel. And so there's a lot to learn about Samuel. And there are no unnecessary scriptures. There, there, and if you neglect the uh, Old Testament, you do yourself a great disservice. Because even though our covenant has changed, God has not changed. I mean, we don't need to make uh, animal sacrifices and put the blood on the altar to cover our sins for another year because Christ uh, is, is our sacrifice once and for all. And so we, have, we don't have to go to the priest or through the prophet to get to God like they did because uh, he's made us kings and priests. We can come personally directly to the throne. Our covenant's changed. Faith hasn't changed, though. It's the same as it's always been. God hasn't changed. He's the same as he's always been. And there, there are such riches in the Old Testament in revealing who God is and what he is and his ways and how he functions. And among them, faith, 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 faith. All through the Old Testament, you'll see examples of faith. In the very beginning of Samuel's um, life, we see in chapters uh, 1 and, and 2 through here that um, his mother, Hannah, uh, was unable to conceive. And um, in those days in that society, they had multiple wives and and her husband had a, another wife with her, and she, the other wife had multiple children, and she couldn't conceive. And the, it sounded like the other wife really kind of uh, bothered her about it and ridiculed her about it, and it was a reproach. And for years, she had been depressed and upset about this. And the Bible says, I won't take time to read it, but um, in the first chapter, uh, when they went up to the uh, tabernacle to give offerings and, and worship the Lord, she was praying again, crying again. Uh, I think it's funny because what was her husband's name? Elkanah. Um, he, he said to her, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Go, you, you better read these chapters make sure I'm telling you right <laughs> and getting it right. Um, read them later and see if I, I got it right. But uh, he said to her, he said, again, I'm paraphrasing. He said, baby, why are you crying? Uh, ain't I better to you than 10 sons? <laughs> and sounds like she just broke out crying again, right at the moment. She, and so uh, she's, she's obsessed with the inability to conceive. And any of us can do this at any time you can focus and fixate and obsess on what you don't have 
or what you don't know or what you can't do or a problem in your life. And that is being faithless. And it is a giant mistake. And if you just, and if you're depressed all the time, that's what you're doing. You're fixated on something that's wrong. You're fixated, it's all you're talking about, and it's all you think about, and it's all you listen to. And that's a bad choice. And all it will do is lead to more darkness and more weakness and more confusion. Uh, one of the greatest things to remind yourself of every day, every night, is to be thankful. Did you hear that, yes. class? Be thankful. And I'm going to give you some of the best advice uh, the next moment here that you will ever get in your life. Are you ready for the, um, some of the best advice, bar none, that you will ever get in your life? Never, ever, ever, for any reason, at any time, for any circumstance, never feel sorry for yourself. Y'all with me, class? Say it out loud, never, never ever, ever, for any reason, for any reason in any situation, in any situation never, never feel sorry, feel sorry for, yourself. for yourself. It Feeling sorry for yourself is completely faithless. It is being completely faithless. It's yielding to wrong things. It's yielding to wrong spirits, yielding to depression. And we've all made mistakes. Don't, don't condemn yourself for making the mistake now. But you've got to make the decision. I don't care if you've got 343 things wrong in your life and 50 of them are giant problems. You've got things right in your life too. Hmm? You've got, are you thankful for them? Many times, see, the, the trick of the enemy, I, I, I was able to work Brother Hagen, Kenneth Hagin's ministry for a number of years in their healing school. And we'd minister on healing morning and afternoon. And uh, I, I've seen it over and over again that somebody would come in with something wrong. Maybe they got something wrong with a finger. And you can become fixated on that. My finger's, my, my finger's not right. My finger's not right. Other people's finger works right. Why can't mine work right? It's not right that my finger's not right. Oh, my finger. If I only had my finger and totally forget, you got nine that are just fine. You got 10 good toes, two good knees, two good elbows, good heart, good lungs, good brain. Is it okay to completely ignore and be unthankful for all of that and be fixated on what's wrong? It's not okay. It's a bad choice. It's a faithless choice. And it's not how you get your finger helped. The scripture said in the Psalms, said, in thy light, we see light. There, being unthankful and talking the problem is not light, it's darkness. Talking about what you don't know, what you don't have, what you can't do, that's darkness. It's being unthankful. It gets worse and worse the further you go into it. And do you know why I'm talking about this, right? Millions are here. Millions are in depression and defeat. And it's because they've, become, they've allowed themselves, many of them didn't even realize what they're doing, but they've allowed themselves to be fixated on the problem. Um, I'm a pilot. 
I, I, I fly airplanes. And um, in instrument training, they teach us not to follow a bad instrument. <laughs> you know, if you're flying at night in the clouds, whatever, you can't see out the window. I mean, there's no need even looking out there. You can't see, it's all black and dark. So your instrument panel becomes your whole world. <laughs> it tells you whether I'm right side up or turning or climbing or how fast I'm going. All of it's right there. That's your world. And one of the worst things that can happen is one of your instruments that you're relying on fail. I've seen them before. Uh, in real life, I've seen them in the simulator. Uh, you know, one of your main ones is your attitude indicator. It tells you which, you know, which ends up, you know, which way's up. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's, it's like a little picture of the outside world, you know, blue sky and brown ground and, and whether it's turning or not. I've seen them fail and they'll just start leaning over like this. And, and if, you, if you follow it, it's, it will lead you into the, the mountain or the ground or whatever. And you have to realize that's a bad instrument. That's a bad instrument. But I'm understand what I should not do is go, that's a bad instrument. That's a bad instrument. That's a bad instrument. Boom. That's a bad <laughs> Now you're laughing, but it's happened. It's called fixation. People fixate on the problem and go, oh no, oh no, oh no, my attitude indicator, oh no, oh no, oh no. What they teach us in training, they even have on, on the older school stuff, they even have these uh, uh, rubberized covers that you can reach and take and just put it on top of the instrument and cover it up. <laughs> Why? Because I don't need to look at that, right? I don't, I'm not saying it's not there. I don't need to look at it. I don't need to follow it because it's bad and it'll lead me to a wrong place. I must not allow myself to become fixed. I can't just freeze and look at it and follow it. I've got to go, uh-uh, no, no, no. I've got to look at something else that's right and ignore this. Well, that's a lesson for living too, isn't it? When there's a problem, I must not just fixate on it. Let's say you get a bad report about something wrong with your body. Well, it's nothing wrong with going to the doctor. It's nothing wrong with getting some tests or whatever. And, and if you, the test comes back and says, you got a problem, you got a bad problem. Well, now you know. But you don't need to talk about it and think about it and meditate on it the rest of the day and night and, and in all of your waking thoughts for the next six weeks. That's following a bad instrument. Come on, can you see that? It's going to take you to a bad place. Okay, now I know. But I need to focus on something else, not what I don't have. Do you remember the scripture says in, in uh, Romans that God and Abraham and faith calls those things that be not as though they were? Have you, have you ever read that? It calls those things that what said out loud, calls those things that be not as though they were. Now I've heard people say, well, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm calling the things that are as though they're not. No, that's not what it said. Hmm? I, I guess we need to go look at it. <laughs> Hold your place. Go to Romans, fourth chapter. Romans chapter 4 and 16. Therefore, it is of faith 
that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you, I have made you a father of many nations. God said this to Abraham when uh, they had no child and there had not been any conception and Sarah couldn't conceive when she was younger and now both of them are really old. But God called him, told him to change his name and told him, not I'm going to, I have made you a father of many nations. Before him are likened to him, the margin says, whom he believed, even God, who does what? God does what? He quickens the dead and does what? Calls the things that are as though they are not. You're supposed to say no, 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 no. <laughs> Call, cause what? Cause the things that are as though they are not. Hmm? Well, let me give you an example of this. Let's say you got physical problems again and you're in pain and you go around saying, I have no pain. I have no pain. I have no, ooh. <laughs> I have no, ooh. I have no pain. I have no pain. I have, oh, I have no pain. I have no pain. Is that faith? No. Now, a lot of folks have done something along this line. I have no pain. I've heard of people who've done this. You know, they get behind on their payments and, and the creditor calls and says, when you're going to pay me? And they said, I have no bills in Jesus' name. <laughs> and that's why a lot of people think we're nuts. People like us that claim faith. That's not faith. That's not faith. Did the, did the Bible tell you to say you have no bills? I have no bills. I have no problems. I have no issues. Didn't tell you to say that. Why? Think about this. If I'm saying, I have no pain. I have no pain. I'm up in the middle of the night. I'm not sleeping. Why? Because I have pain. <laughs> and I'm pacing the floor. What am I saying? I have no, whew, I have no, uh, I have no pain. Faith comes by hearing. What am I hearing? Pain. Pain. Every other word. Can you, can you see that? Pain. Pain. I got a bad instrument. And what am I doing? I'm fixated on it. That's all I'm just, I'm just focusing on pain and meditating on pain and talking pain and trying to deny that the pain is there. That's not faith. And it's not what God said to do. Is it? No. It's not. God did not say, call the things that are as though they are not. That is not faith. It's not what he told us to do. Tell me what the verse said. Come on, help me out. What did the verse say? God quickens the dead and does what? Call the things that be not, that are not, as though they were or are. So we say, well, that's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. If, if I'm, my body is not healed and not strong, what did he tell me to do? For instance, let the weak say, let the weak say, I'm not weak. I'm not weak. I'm not weak. I'm not. I'm not weak. 
He didn't say to say that. Why? You're fixated on the problem. And you're not doing the thing that will change the situation. I mean, if you find out you got a problem, okay. Enough talking about that. Let's start talking the answer now. Let's do something that will fix this. Let's use our faith to change it, not just talk the problem. Let the weak say, let the weak say, I am strong. So what if you go around in the middle of the night saying that? I am strong. I am strong. I call my body strong. I call my heart strong. I call my lungs clear. I call my kidneys healthy. Healthy. I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Is, is there a difference yes. between that and saying I have no pain? How about this? I call every bill paid. I call every need met. I call every debt paid off. Paid in full. My God supplies all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's the Lord is my good shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I call every bill paid. Come on, say it out loud, everybody. I call every bill paid. I call every need met. I call every debt paid off, paid in full. I call it paid. Huh? If you, if you own your car, rename it. It's no longer a Chevy or a Ford or a Mercedes. It's a paid, so what model is that? Paid for. It's a, pay, it's a paid for. <laughs> <laughs> or if they don't understand, it's a, it's a PF1. It's a P, P, what's PF stuff paid for? Paid for? <laughs> what model is that? <laughs> Same thing with, you know, what, what kind of house is that? Is that a Victorian? Is that, that's pay, paid for. It's a paid for house. I call it paid off. I call it paid in full. I call it paid for. Can you see what a difference? I mean, just, just me talking those two things, did you see how your spirit quickened and rose up? When I'm talking about I have no pain, you weren't excited at all. You're like, I have no pain I, and, and I have no bills. I have no bills. You're like, wow, really? Really? No, see, why? Because your spirit doesn't bear witness with that. Your spirit knows that's not faith. That's not right. Oh, but it is right when God says, by his stripes you're healed. And so you're going to agree with him and call your body healed. When he says, I've made you free, and you're going to agree with him and call yourself free. When he says, I meet your needs, and you agree with him and say, I call every need met. Every need met. I call. Get your mouth in gear. Make it do its duty. Not denying things that exist, but calling things that are not as though they are according to what God said. Can you say amen, class? Well, we're out of time again. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here at Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today. But you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 303-690-1111.
941-702-7390. 